Welcome everyone. This is a first for us, which uh, I think I both of us have been wanting to do for four years now, five years. I'm not sure. It's been Seems a long like time. at least that. Yes. Um, this is Zana of Xanaland. I'm here with my husband Scott. Hello. You may know him as Otisney on the internets. Um, Greetings, everyone. We have been wanting to do a podcast discussing our love in Disney history and our thoughts on it for a long time, as I said. Um, <laughs> it usually, I want to do it again every time the expo happens, which is why this is now me getting motivated to finally do it after the most recent expo, That's the right. 2019 D23 expo. Um, just a little bit about Up the Waterfall um, Many of you may know the, that was the Tencennial, right? The Tencennial, that's Tencennial right. Tencennial of Disneyland. Um, 1965. Where Walt Disney gave ambassador? Or yeah, was ambassador, that not a thing then? That's when the ambassador program began, yes, okay. with the first ambassador, Julie Rehm. Julie Rehm uh, gave her a tour, basically, of what they were planning for the future of Disneyland, which at that time was mainly Pirates of the Caribbean was being worked on. Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, some other things, uh, the, the Plaza Inn on Main Street, and uh, several other things, I believe. I uh, can't remember if the Tomorrowland um, uh, expansion was being presented. Mm. I know it was soon thereafter. Um, so anyway, that just, to me, when I saw that for the first time, and Walt is saying how you got down to this, you know, pirate town <laughs> going down a waterfall, how are you going to get out? And Julie's goes... By going up the waterfall? That's right. Anything can happen at Disneyland. And mm. that, to me, just <laughs> encapsulated my thoughts on Disneyland, which, <clears throat> excuse me, when I first saw it, you know, I had just visited Disneyland for the first time. Um, so it's a very magical thing, and that is kind of what I wanted to portray here mm -hmm. in our podcast was okay. love of Disney history, Disney magic. Um, so we'll see how this goes and what happens. That's but right. Let's uh, get right into the expo. Oh, yes. Uh, you attended this year's expo solo. I did. I was, was not able to make it due to family commitments going on. My daughter's birthday was the 23rd, which was the first day people were moving into college. School was starting and it was just a lot going on. A lot. D23, <laughs> why do you always have them when school starts in Florida? But the thing is, they don't always do that. Uh, they're, That's they've true. Uh, gone July. from September in the first time, I believe, and then they've gone as early as July. Hmm. Uh, two years ago, it was actually um, during Disneyland's birthday, which was in the middle of July. That's so. right, yeah. So they've actually fluctuated uh, in the calendar. I do prefer them the in July, just yes. saying. Or maybe, well, school's already in September. Anyway. <laughs> What I thought we would do to jump into this discussion, um, rather than jump right into the 2019 updates, was just go over a little bit of history. For those of you who maybe haven't been to an expo before or haven't been in a while, um, just kind of go over the history of the D23 expos, which the first one, of course, was in 2009. That's right. Again, you attended that solo <laughs> because I did not know California was an attainable Location to visit it's at very that point attainable. In, my in my life. Um, so I saw people tweeting about it, and I remember thinking, like, this is so amazing. I can't believe all this stuff that's going on. From people that have been there from the start, 
they yeah. always say that was the best one. It was an amazing expo. And what was unique about it was that they only announced D23 as an entity uh, in March of that year. So it's amazing how much they put together in, in such short amount of time to have that huge of, a, of an expo. Literally just six months after they even announced D23. And additionally, it was a four-day expo. All the other expos have been three days. And that one was four, which was the perfect amount of time because with all of the presentations that go on in all of the different uh, venues and then the gigantic show floor in the d on top of all of that, four days, you know, three days is just never enough. Uh, the third day you're always just kind of scrambling around trying to get uh, see everything that you missed. What was the show floor like back then? Because... I feel like over time, it's definitely become more like corporate partnerships and sponsorships and things like that. They've always had fun, that, but... but it seemed as though in the first year they had the corporate sponsorships all up at the front and kind of tucked away in one corner and all of the other stuff, all of the fun things, not to say that the corporate <laughs> things aren't fun. <laughs> They're just not as fun. Uh, Any things tucked in the... Uh, not, I guess more expanded in the back. So uh, that's how that was. And in addition, they also had the uh, the archives exhibit, which was, I guess for the two f first two expos, was on the uh, second floor. Uh, the first year they had, um, it was really just a bunch of random but fun Disney things. They didn't really necessarily have a theme. Uh, one of my favorite uh, objects was that they had the, the little Mickey Mouse that Wa Walt Disney holds at, in the opening program of the opening of Disneyland when he's bringing the train into the Main Street Station. He's got the Mickey Mouse waving. Yeah, so so that actual Mickey Mouse doll was there, which is probably my favorite object overall that I've ever seen in any of the wow, archives really? exhibits. Yeah, mm, Interesting. And just They did have a, a quite a few costumes as well, but then they just also had, it was just a f kind of a mishmash, free-for-all, yeah. a bunch of uh, different random things. I think it was that way for at least the 2011 one, because I was trying to remember them all. It's a lot to keep track of. <laughs> it is. Um, but I think I was looking up photos, and the 2011 archives seemed to be more generic. Like, they had a lot of Mickey Mouse Club things. They had Zorro, um, Tron costumes, right. and things like that. But that's what I love, is when it's a good mix of um, all that there is within the Walt Disney Company, not just... Um, TV shows, not just live action films, not just animation things, but a combination of everything, because that's yeah. why we love it. Yeah, this year's uh, definitely had a, a theme with costumes, and I don't know if we'll get into that later. We'll or get we... into that, okay. I think, um, coming up, because, yeah, I want to go over all the things for this year. But, I mean, do you have anything else to say about the 2009, 2009. <laughs> 2009 one? Uh, well... Because it was their first expo, it was the first uh, time that they had ever done anything like that, and so they did encounter quite a few problems with lines. Um, probably not as bad as they did in the next expo because they had a lot more people attending because of what they had all heard from the first expo. Mm -hmm. But uh, they didn't have, like, backup venues, or, or they didn't probably plan enough uh, for the space. And even all of the largest... Um, presentations were done in the arena, which I guess now uh, seats fewer people than in the uh, the, the D23 hall, hall yeah. right, which is now much bigger. 
but hmm. um but, but you yeah. saw a lot of fun people then too like johnny depp was there what he was yeah, in and the studio's presentation too. which they actually combined the animation and live action which i guess they did this time but they they have been split in previous expos um it was just a giant cavalcade of stars including they brought the Muppets out on a steamboat singing the Rainbow Connection, which brought a tear to many people's what? eyes. I've never seen I have to look that up. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was amazing. They had a then-superstar Miley Cyrus singing uh, The Climb. Hey, she's still a superstar. <laughs> she is still a superstar, just kind of <laughs> shifted a little bit. Uh, they had, uh, you know, that's actually the first time that they brought out Marvel's, uh, I guess they had, just announced the Marvel acquisition literally the month before. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess so, because 2011 was the first year they had a Marvel presentation. Right. And mm. But then, yes, the, the, the thing that made everybody go absolutely bonkers was un- completely unannounced and unexpected. Johnny Depp came out in full uh, Captain Jack Sparrow regalia, and he just tore the place down just doing his... <laughs> Captain Jack, which he apparently just absolutely loves uh, portraying that character. So, uh, but everybody just went completely bonkers. Wow. Lost their minds when that happened. That was. Well. I guess that was when they announced the the third Pirates movie for that one. Wow. That seems so long ago. I know. I do regret not being there, of course, for 2009. But now I've got a nice round. Missed the. All the ones with (laughs) nines in them I've missed. Um, well, let's move on to 2011, mm-hmm. which was the first one I attended. Um, it was also my first time visiting California and my first time visiting Disneyland. Yes. So I was a bit of a wide-eyed, uh, I don't know, I was like completely <laughs> overwhelmed by everything. And I think that's what made me love going to the expo so much because it's right next to Disneyland and it's not like just you're going to a convention and then you go home you're going to a convention and then the minute you get out you go to Disneyland that's right and you stay there until it closes which you know I'm not too up to doing that anymore my feet kind of uh, get the best of me yeah, yeah we definitely did that and it was just completely magical you know I've written blog posts about Disneyland and um, I didn't really go over, I don't think, my specific thoughts on after the expo, but um, I definitely loved it, mainly because they had, at that time, that was the year of the Carousel of Prog- Projects, projects mm-hmm. um, which every year they do have an Imagineering section. It's Imagineering uh, slash Parks and Resorts. Oh, okay. It's a combo. Right. It, it's, it's essentially, they're portraying what are, or showcasing what they are bringing out into all of the parks worldwide from the Imagineers. Mm. And some years, you know, are better than others. Um, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get into in future ones. That one um, was a really good one. But Carousel of Projects was really fun because it actually had a pre-show area. Like you yes. wait in line to get into it. Um, and then it had a fun little pre-show area that made you feel like you were back in, you know, the time when Carousel of Progress was first yeah, they, they didn't do that in every expo. I think it's probably now been either three and three where they've done it and not, or four and two, I'm not sure. But it would be where you would enter a queue and go into a giant pre-show uh, where they would probably bring in maybe 100 to 200 people at a time and then give them a nice presentation and then release them out into their exhibit floor. Uh, whereas the other times, 
they wouldn't have that pre-show and basically they would just have whatever they are exhibiting and you can walk right in and see whatever they're showcasing or not. And that year, I think, was when they had at Cars Land was the big coming next thing. Yes, they. I remember they had a, a thing where you an, a room where you could enter in and basically see how Cars Land was going to be from a three sixty perspective, a three hundred sixty yeah, degree perspective. That. Which uh, was, <laughs> was that when they had the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train car too? Was that that year? Probably. The, having I'm been so to bad all with years, I should I know it, it's, they uh, all run together. I think that was that tough. year because that was when I met Matt that year too. Probably. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see what else did they? Have? Oh, that was also when um, Buena Vista Street yes. was going to be built. So they had um, I think models of mm-hmm. how that was going to look in the new storefronts and things like that, right. which was very exciting. Yes. Um. A, Additionally, let's see, what else? To, that's all I really have for that year at the expo. But, I mean, I was completely overwhelmed by it. Yeah, having been to Disneyland, this would have been your very first time. It Yes, it would have been very overwhelming. Yeah, and seeing that. I do remember um, that was when I learned that you can't see everything. Nope. Um, you have try. to, and it's gotten, you know, more and more difficult with each expo to see they just really pack in things and they're all at the same time some of them and you have to decide do I want to see the main presentation or do I want to see some of these smaller things that are put on um, presentations put on by Imagineers or animators or Disney historians and those are really the reason to go because that's the content that you can't really get anywhere else and that's very true because those are um that's the great thing about uh, those projects. They had the, the they're typically in smaller venues where they're uh, the the focus of the presentation is more narrow, but definitely by those that are uh, very passionate about uh, about what they're speaking. And there's usually those are really top notch ones. And um, not to say that the the larger presentations aren't. They just take a a bigger block of your time in both waiting for them beforehand getting seated getting everyone ready and then they do typically run long um like like the big studios presentation and Mm. the parks and resorts presentations um which are great always fun to see that content but yeah the the smaller ones are are very nice too yeah and that's where you get to hear those fun stories from the people that some of them even worked with walt disney himself they're still out there and um, that's also why we love Destination D so much because it's more that kind of content. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to talk theme. about is the, the difference between the Destination Ds and the Expos. Destination D is they present everything in one room. It's usually two very full, long days, but you see everything. Uh, you don't miss a thing because it's only in one venue, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. But the, here at the Expo, when they, you know, I believe the first year they had three three venues, three of the main uh, larger venues. One was on, I guess, two were on the second floor and one was on the first floor, and plus the show floor itself. And they have amazing presentations, but they're always against each other. And they don't necessarily try to uh, counter-program, meaning putting, uh, a lot of times it's very interesting things that are happening in two different venues literally at the same time mm-hmm. and you, you basically have to plan and you choose have to pick and choose and that's and why youtube is great because you can watch things later if they let you record things sometimes right. some of them you can't record in or take photos because they're showing you know archived 
yes. animation things and what they're working on and stuff like that. So whereas so. we've absolutely seen some phenomenal presentations, we've e equally missed <laughs> just as many great yes. presentations. Um, so let's jump ahead to the yes. next 2013 oh, Expo. Yes. I think one. this was really, for me, I know everyone says that the first one was the best one, but this was my favorite Expo of any Expo, any Disney fun. thing I've done. Um, this had, I think they were just kind of realizing the power that they had, and then that kind of went away because they didn't do this again. <laughs> but there was, um, this was when Tomorrowland, the movie, which, yeah. you know, didn't have great reviews, great uh, box office numbers. But we didn't know that in 2013. So going into it, and we didn't even know that this is what it was about. But there was a thing that it, started. It was teased in the the movie presentation that was given yeah. by the directors. Uh, and they had that Brad box. Bird there was the box that they found. Damon Lindelof of lost fame yes. and they were kind of teasing about this and actually i remember now they actually had that exhibit in the middle of the floor. in the middle of the floor they had it under a curtain for the whole first day mm -hmm. you couldn't even basically like what's the thing behind the curtain and then they teased it in the uh in the movie presentation about what that was and this lost box yeah and they and really made it seem like this really happened and we really oh, yeah. found this box mm -hmm. and it really connects things to another there's like the secret society mm -hmm. but leading up to the expo oh, yeah, that's right. there Even had well been the um online. i don't know where it I, I guess it just surfaced on twitter or something like that but it was called the optimist and it was supposedly this girl was just starting a blog and she had found some things of her grandfather's who that's had right. worked with walt disney and it, all these clues and she was finding things but it turned out that every blog post and every clue that she found was actually like a huge you know nationwide geocaching kind yeah, that's of that's right i remember a lot of the folks that especially lived in southern california it was basically they would find clues from these blog posts and i think there were even some youtube presentations i, I can't really mm. remember that but basically they would drive around uh Los Angeles area to find I remember like yeah. there was one where you have to go to one restaurant and get a, a can, can of, of chili, chili. <laughs> and you open it up and there was a clue inside yep uh taking them and I remember a couple of times they actually ended up at Disneyland and they had to ride the the rocket uh or the astro orbiter to to see another yeah, clue that's right and, and there, there was the Griffith Park uh carousel right. mm -hmm. there was a clue there um, and luckily, people that were doing this were tweeting about it, and that was when mm -hmm. Periscope was a big thing. That's so right. people were, like, periscoping, finding <laughs> clues. There was one that took them to Club 33. This was before they had redone it. Mm -hmm. um, and they got to go upstairs, and I think there was something to do with the phone booth. Oh, yeah. They got a call from someone that told oh, them yeah. the next clue. So it was really, like amazing to watch even not being able to participate yeah, over very here interconnected scavenger yeah hunt. i loved it and then the scavenger hunt continued at expo and there was um a booth there where there was this guy that was making maps and he was the one yeah he was the one that had designed the maps that you were supposed to go to find um these clues that people had been tracking down and then if you went to him he would give you another clue and they had like the 
Tower of the Four Winds or something there with the... Oh, that's right. There were, yes, Like the sundial thing or something. Like things in the parks and resorts exhibit. Yeah, and you had to go around the expo and find these answers. And then one of the clues, you had to go over, across the street to Disneyland. Which is nuts because given the fact that the expo is only three days, I've never left the expo ever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we and, were we we'd really waited till the last minute to do it because we were yeah. like oh we don't want to leave but there's so much it happening it was so much fun we ended up going to the parks and there were I think like actors portraying certain people I forgot about that yes outside <laughs> <park>. of um, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty Castle right by the Snow White Wishing Well um, there, there was people there and I mean it, you know they kind of had to be obvious because they wanted people to figure things out and get the clues yeah. but it was just like I think this is a clue kind of thing yeah. and it was just funny <laughs> but we we're like okay great um, and then we ended up on the, on the Lily Bell yeah you had to be on the Lily Bell in between was it the Tomorrowland Station and New Orleans Square and once you were in there there was some like announcement that uh, happened on uh, the speaker yes, an and then we were given message. cards somewhere yeah, and we had to unscramble them to oh, get the right. message which i have no memory of what the message was i still was. have those cards of course okay well and then um i guess that took us back to the expo and then no, that was oh it took us to the main street cinema <gasps> oh my gosh that's right i forgot about the cinema okay so that took <laughs> us to the cinema we had to find a person that had like a pin on or something, That's didn't right. we? Very particular, the Tomorrowland pin, which you've um, probably seen. Yes, and then that took us to the Main Street Cinema. When we all got in there, a group of people, suddenly the Mickey original cartoon shorts that were playing in black and white changed, and it was all of oh these crazy God. scenes of like space travel and like futurist stuff. Yeah, essentially. Uh, having us join the uh, the Optimist yeah. Society, um, whatever it was called. Plus and Ultra, wasn't that oh, that's it? That's right, yeah. It had that little symbol. And then a hidden screen, un, you know, completely different than the six screens that are in there, came up and showed us another video. And then it presented us with our, our Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Which <laughs> rose up, like the main screen when you walk into the theater, that's where it was. The pins rose up out of nowhere and were all displayed i mean it was the coolest thing i've ever been a part of yeah it was, was just like so fun and satisfying to do and i mean i think that's why like you and i kind of like tomorrowland the movie more <laughs> than most people because we had that connection to it yeah. and we're like it's fine we love it <laughs> I actually do it's not it. that bad um i do wish there was more tomorrowland scenes in it and things like that but yeah. you know whatever anyway that was a, a super cool part of the 2013 expo there for it additionally and also i checked recently the optimist site is like no more i know oh well (laughs) um that was the year too that they did the adventureland trading company that's right oh this was also the year before we get into that because this was part of it i think in the um imagineering section Mm-hmm. They had the some of the original models of like the land pavilion Ooh, and yes. Journey into Imagination and which were amazing. I mean, those were so cool. I'll see if I can find my photos from that and we can throw them in here. Um, and the Western River Expedition model, which yeah. was like also crazy Phenomenal. for people that are <laughs> super into Disney history and things like that. Um, so that, I mean, that was my favorite because of that too. Like I love seeing those old models and that kind of stuff that, 
you know, regular Joes don't get to um, just walk in and experience on a daily basis. They don't work in, you know, Imagineering or... (laughs) Anyway, that was super cool. But then also going on at that same time was the Adventureland Trading Company, which we kind of heard about because there's so much going on. We kind of found out about that a little bit late also. But that was an additional scavenger hunt kind of situation within the expo. And you had to like take photos of, you had to look for certain things like Rosita, I think was there or something, you know, there was like a, a bird from the tiki room mm-hmm. um, there and you had to take a photo and you had to do all these things. And then when you did the different um, scavenger hunts, the different quests, you got a little juju <laughs> item, which was yeah. like made out of like resin and it had like a little leather cord on it. And they were really cool. I have to find those somewhere too. Those are in your they, library somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> um, and then that later went on to be an actual um, attraction at Disneyland that following year in 2014. And they had the same kind of uh, little prizes, only they were colorized. Ours, I think, were just like natural tones. Mm. They weren't really colored. Um so yeah that was really cool and i love that kind of stuff also oh yeah i wish the parks would do more of those sort of things i know they still have the the pirate one in adventureland which they do is cool on its own and we've got the phineas and ferb thing still and still the sorcerers of the magic sorcerers, sorcerers. but i like the things where you get something at the end yes. like <laughs> a quest and you like accomplish something and get a cool thing anyway um that was also the year that they had the waffleinator outside which was like a big <laughs> that was when they realized oh we can do stuff outside too yeah. that was kind of crazy from phineas and ferb um that was i think the second year they had done stage pass in the first year they had done the store pass is that what it's called store pass it is called store pass. So they were um, figuring things out and realizing yeah. that, like, hey, there's a lot of people here and we need yeah. to figure out Basically a better way to... a way for people to essentially kind of get a fast pass to a presentation of their choice. Basically yeah. be able to hold one of them at a time and just to be able to get a guaranteed seat because there were too many uh, times when they would have giant lines of people and not sure exactly how many seats they had and sometimes then they would let the people uh, in and they would have to cut off the line. And some people who were lined up hours before to a presentation would not get in. Yeah. And I believe that even happened to you once. That did happen to me with uh, the Van first Dyke one the I went to in 2011, Dick Van Dyke. But then he appeared later at another expo, or maybe that was Destination D. I can't remember. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Anyway, I saw him, so it's all good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my favorite expo ever. And I, I do miss the interactive things that they do i honestly i mean i'm sure they've figured that there's too many people and they can't do stuff like that yeah um i wish that they could i wish that they would do smaller things maybe throughout between the years or make destination d have a fun component like that i don't know just throwing out ideas disney uh let's quickly go through 2015 and 2017 because there's not as much fun stuff with <laughs> I mean, they are fun, but you know, it did. They started to, I think, realize like, oh, this is now we can expose people to all of our corporate synergy models. We can gear this toward families, which honestly, I, I've seen people bring kids there. I have I a 10 year old now who was, you know, of course, younger at the earlier expos. 
I would not have wanted to bring him. Sorry, Gio. Um, <laughs> there's so much going on. There's so many lines to wait in. Like, it wouldn't be enjoyable to me to have. Yeah, I have no idea to worry how about him. People with children <laughs> could do that. God bless you. It's different if you have like a baby and then you can just like do what you want right. and and have him or her there with you. But um, anyway, so that was I guess that was the first year for Store Pass was 2015. Okay. Um, that was also the first year that people were invited to dress up. Um, oh. I don't I don't know if they were doing I'll have to look up if they were doing the contest yet. But that was I'm when they sure were like, the hey, contest. everyone dress up if you want to because like cosplay was really have been dressing yeah, up since they the had first been, one. but they were just like inviting people to do it um that was also the year that the pretty much the entire imagineering parks and resorts presentation on the show floor was shanghai yeah um there was that smaller avatar land thing which was fun also because that i think avatar was still like what's it gonna be (laughs) so there was like weird mystery clues with like people's desks and (laughs) things like that might have been the I think that, that was a that was the year. and then that year 2015 was when they had the 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 Navi head was right. in there that you could I do remember with. the one that and where it was Shanghai that was pretty much the bulk yeah. of the parks and resorts and uh, now of course all of that same stuff for the most part is in the China Pavilion in Epcot so that's right you can pretend you're at Expo when you go through and see all of those things <laughs> in the museum there. um. So, I mean, do you have anything else to say about 2015? <laughs> uh, it's very tough because, as I said, they do all run into each other. That was the it's year that Star Wars Land was announced, too, I believe. Oh, that's right. So that was a big, exciting moment for people. And then we were like, wait, what? It's going to be in both parks, West Coast and East Coast? It's kind of crazy. Um, all right, we'll jump ahead to 2017. That was, I think, the first year that the Mouse Parade was a thing. And then, of course, it was there again this year. It was. Um, so they really, and people really do go all out for their <laughs> costumes. You can, I, yeah, I did I'm not sure attend that, but I did see it later on video. It's a, it's I mean, I don't know how, crazy. if people do that, they kind of have to commit to this is the only thing I'm doing at Expo. It's like walking around in this outfit and doing this contest because it's like crazy, the people that dress up but it's fun to see there's lots of like mashups and crossovers where you know (laughs) girls are doing traditional boy characters or mixing up different two different movies or a disney thing and a non-disney thing so it's always fun to see the creativity um and things like that i would recommend looking it up on youtube if you want to see some Mm -hmm. of the past winners um that was the year that they had the scrooge mcduck money bin Mm photo opportunity which always had a too long of a line i did not get we walked by it a few times yeah. but we did not wait in line to jump into it it was yeah, a fun thing it was a fun but thing where you could jump into the giant pile of gold coins yeah. and swim around so there is like exactly so there is always you know a fun something happening on either on the show floor or whatever um Oh, that's when we had the Galaxy's Edge model as mm-hmm. well, which was gigantic. It was very big, but that was basically our first way, uh, first time ever seeing it in 3D form. Yeah, uh, being able to walk right up to the model and kind of examine it and see what was going to come and try to figure out like where yeah, is this no- entrance going to be? Nothing where? was pointed out. Nothing right. was uh, indicated like this is going to be this or that's going to be that. This yeah. is where the attractions are. No, they just had the model there. You could basically guess. And uh, 
but also just seeing all the details in that model and see how immersive how huge and gigantic it was and yeah where are the entrances going to be within the parks uh, that that was never explained then mm -hmm. so we now know we now know. <laughs> we've been there um, that was also the year that the archives exhibit was the Pirates of the Caribbean okay. themed one which mm -hmm. that was fun because they really um, themed the space that it was in there was like fog machines yes. and they had models of um, like pretty big models of the various ships yeah, and certainly by this girl. point it had uh, gone from the second floor back down onto the main yes. show floor um, and centrally located they had lots of fun things in there including the animatronic dog with the keys in his oh, mouth right. which you could take a selfie with which I have um, so yeah that was that was fun and that was um, Oswald was like the mascot that year so there was lots of Oswald you know backdrops that you could take photos of it was a fun time and then that brings us to present day and I have nothing to say because I wasn't there well I was there <laughs> I went for us. So what do you think, comparing it to all the past expos, what are your thoughts? Um, I would say it was, I it definitely had a lot more people, I believe. Um, I did hear that they sold out each of the days. Uh, several of my friends uh, did not have passes for Saturday because that day sold out first. And hmm. when they got tickets, they were unable to get Saturday tickets so they what was happening on saturday uh that is when they did the the studios presentation oh the primarily. studios okay because the parks but, and resorts was sunday yeah the saturday is always the busiest day probably also just because it's right in the middle of the weekend um but uh no so in addition to just being uh, tons of people they had additional venues they uh, they had the hall the 23 the stage 28 the archive stage and the expo arena and in addition to that, they had uh, a lot of m minor miniature stages here and there on the show floor, including center stage, where they had all kinds of varying things from Radio Disney to uh, some of the bigger mm -hmm. people just in a less of a formal setting. And on top of that, they had the Disney Plus. And that was, I would oh, say, right. the, the primary uh, push, of especially, <laughs> especially from the Disney corporate side, is they're pushing the Disney Plus. And that is a, a pretty big thing. And so literally in the center of the uh, show floor, I would, it, it just looked like it was the, the middle thing, kind of the hub of the entire show floor was the gigantic Disney Plus booth where people could sign up for the uh, the pretty awesome um, deal that they were giving. Which you uh, can with, still get if you're a D23 member, I believe. It, it's a different deal. Oh, it is? It is a slightly not as good deal, but oh. it's, a, it's a, well, we still a pretty good deal. Okay. Yeah, I believe it was just for one week only uh, was that one. But um, Disney Plus does seem to be amazing. Um, they're yeah, they really didn't have to. I mean, they went kind of overboard with their upselling you know like there's well, a lot to i mean it. It, if they're asking people to give them money they basically have to promise that they're going to give us something yeah. great and they you know they do have a lot of amazing content and there's going to be a lot of original material both movies and uh, series as well as um you know all of the uh, most of the pixar films marvel films and a lot of the animated disney classics as well as old content uh, tv shows 
and there's it's just going to be a lot of stuff on this one platform and I guess the deal that they were offering was you could get it for three years for the price of two which you know, if you were to do the math it comes out to less than four dollars a month over that three-year period but uh, it's pretty amazing but anyway as I was saying that was the central location and in addition to that they had a stage there where they would often bring out stars like for example they're doing a a show a, a show what's it called the world according to Jeff Goldblum for example oh, yes. and so he came out on stage and talked about that and on all kinds of things and who so doesn't he, love Jeff yeah, Goldblum everyone loves Jeff Goldblum <laughs> and so that was cool to see uh, they had um, all kinds of presentations and they literally had they had a, a, a each day a, a list of what was going to be presented there on that stage and it was okay. all day and it was like fi maybe 15 to 30 minutes little blocks but it was basically constant there was always something going on there and then in between that they would there would be people on stage showing you how this new Disney Plus thing was going to work so that was fun uh, and additionally that they had the the parks and resorts booth Mm -hmm. which um, was amazing. And the big primary thing there was all of the changes at our favorite park, Epcot, <laughs> Epcot yes. Center. I was so, excited to see the photos that were there with the attractions, posters, and... Yes, so they were. They stuff. had, I, I think it was 40 attractions posters, not necessarily the things that are all there now, but things that were there in the past, things that are coming in the future. In fact, even two of them were... Um, draped and said we will reveal these on Sundays after, after the uh, parks presentation so that kind of intrigued people and gave them a reason to come back as well as a, a fun model that they had in the it was in the back of that uh, oh, pavilion yeah. uh, was a kind of a, a map not really a, a map of Epcot but a model of Epcot but not in its actual form just a, kind of a free-flowing Thing yeah. with all of the pavilions around and then lights would shoot at it from above which would tell you what was uh, being portrayed on the giant screen in the back because they were showing a giant movie essentially of all of the coming things to Epcot hmm. and there's a lot and there is a lot and we <laughs> will get into that um, but they also introduced the the new um, Star Wars Hotel I was going to say the uh, the logos for all of the different oh, right. pavilions there but they, uh, yes, separately from the Epcot thing, they did um, produce the new logo. I'm uh, sorry, sorry. The hotel for Star Wars. That's, was it Star Wars? Is Star Wars? I mean. Or is it space? No, it's Star Wars, oh, isn't that's it? that's right. Yeah. I, w I was confusing <laughs> that with the restaurant ah, yes, at Epcot. Space 220. Which is, yes, yeah, Space 220. But we'll yes, they, they, they showcased the model of the. Halcyon. Uh, the, the Halcyon, the ship that you will be uh, staying on when you uh, stay at this hotel, which is a Star Wars a, Galactic Star Cruiser. A three day, two night experience. Correct. Interesting. And I've gotten, I did a, you know, some updates on that and got a lot of questions about. Uh, well, I hope you can visit the parks while you're there and, you know, things like that. But the, <laughs> you really need to look at this as like you're going on a cruise. Yeah. It, it, and you uh, can't go to Magic Kingdom while you're analogy. on the cruise. Yes. You're just, you're not moving Even physically, but you are going to space. located at Disney World, 
It is just like a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, and it's two. only two nights. So like you, they're telling you a story when you're there. You're, you're yes, loading. You'll be um, completely immersed. With, you know, completely. people that are there with you for your two nights. You're all going to do this together and take part in the different activities. And what you can do is you can visit Galaxy's Edge um, while you're staying there. Mm. And they have little transport cruisers that are interesting really buses <laughs> no they've i mean it's they've come out and said i actually there. did not see any of that um but so. yeah it's gonna and then they'll take you right in so okay. it's gonna look like you're going through space to get there so but then they also had a see uh, attraction um ride vehicles for the new tron coaster at the magic kingdom which does exist at uh um in Shanghai, but they also had a model of the new Hong Kong uh, castle, as well as the land uh, in that they're the expansion in Tokyo Disneyland. And then uh, on top of that, they had a whole other section of the Avengers Campus, which they are bringing to California Adventure, as well as Hong Kong Disneyland and Disney Studios Park. Yes. Sorry, Disneyland Paris Studios Park. So. Yeah, so that's... uh, it's strange to me over the past few years how they've tried to make the other overseas parks more visitable, more attainable to the average guest because it's all like everything's connected and we're telling you all the improvements we're doing to these places too and you should really try to go there, which maybe someday. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say... Uh, all the Ep- Epcot changes, I feel like we should maybe go into during our Epcot episode, okay. which is coming up. But basically, I mean, I'm sure everyone's you know heard it by now. This sure. is not a news podcast. We're just no. kind of sharing our thoughts on things. On things that happen um, at the expo. But we can just quickly go over the fact that you know there are some great changes coming to Epcot, and by great, I mean huge. Yes, <laughs> a lot um, of changes. Some of them will be good. Some of them will you know make us oldsters that are original Epcot Center fans <laughs> shed a tear or two. Yep. Um, but change is inevitable. And it has already begun. Uh, park, it has so. already begun. We were there, there for food and wine and, you know, the whole middle section with that um, little planter thing in the middle is under construction, walled up. Um, I There's already been changes over by the Communicore that is going to be turned mm-hmm. into whatever that's going to be gardens. turned into gardens of some sort um so <laughs> yeah it's happening before our eyes they are also working on the preview center which i am excited to see which is yes. in the former odyssey restaurant now the odyssey mm-hmm. pavilion disney imagineering presents the epcot preview center yeah, at th- odyssey pavilion or something oh, it's the very, longest very title, long title. <laughs> um but it should be fun i mean if there's anything Disney can do well, it's make a model. So I'm excited to see oh, yeah. um, that. And there'll be, you know, video projections on what's coming soon and mm-hmm. things like that. So that'll be exciting. Other big news was the Mary Poppins attraction, which we have no real concrete concepts nope. on other than it it will be Mary Poppins Returns themed. Okay. Um, of course, we'll be in the United Kingdom Pavilion. It will be in the United Kingdom Pavilion, and you will be entering 17 Cherry Tree Lane, where you will go from there. What you will do, we do not know, but... I would recommend watching the movies for that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe? Um, And then a new China movie and a new Canada Canada movie. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they also reannounced that you know the Beauty and the Beast sing along is going to happen. And I really don't like them messing with my impression de France. The Remy and Ratatouille ride as yes, well. Yes, so which the a lot of a lot of changes. Yeah, which we're excited for the. I'm excited for the. Oh, plus Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course. Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, which we now know has a name. <laughs> Cosmic Rewind, Rewind, yes, and we'll have a reverse launch into space, which Yikes. I am absolutely terrified for. I'm going. I'm excited. So, well, I mean, I have only ridden Expedition Everest once, and I was in bed for two days after because God bless you. I got an extreme case of vertigo oh. or something. But <laughs> I will do it once to see what happens because I have to experience it. I'll That's take right. some Dramamine or something. I don't know, but we'll make it happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically what happened at this year's expo. Um, Mm -hmm. the usual Mickey's of Glendale was there. There's always an, that's the shop that Imagineers get to go to. Yes. For the Um, first two days, I actually physically saw the giant wave of guests that were released at 9am make a beeline for that. Yeah. Uh, But it was mainly for pins. They did have a pin Uh, set for... There was, it was not a, a happy place that <laughs> yeah, first morning. I know. Uh, eBay sellers kind of go crazy, I guess. Yes, and I think quickly within 30 minutes, it turned into a nine-hour line. Wow. And I'm not even Why would anyone wait nine? That's the, this is uh, the downs. I mean, there's ups and downs to every expo. And, you know, as I said, leading up to it on, when I was writing about it on the blog and stuff, my feet hurt just thinking about it. It does a lot of walking. There's a lot constantly going on, a lot of waiting for things to happen. But there's really, I mean, I don't know how else they could make it work. That's just how giant expos work. Yeah. It's how Comic-Con works. It's it's how D23 Expo works. Yeah. But there is a lot of good that comes out of it. And whether, I mean, it it was interesting for me to be watching from home. And I did get to go to AMC theaters here in Disney Springs to see the um, parks and resorts or whatever. It's not that anymore. Parks, experiences, and products presentation, um, which was fun to be a part of. We couldn't take any photos in there, so you were furiously sending me photos from Anaheim yes. as I was tweeting them out. Um, which, so you had a leg up Well, that time. <laughs> um, I do uh, like live tweeting. It's fun to do that oh, yeah. and like share the things that are happening. It's tough to get you know, yes, there was not Wi-Fi was not our with. friend, um, <laughs> yeah. but it was still fun. Those kind of news things, w- which can be scary, are still fun. It's fun to be a part of them, even if you're just watching. I'm and sure also, it's... just because they're literally rattling off so many yeah. different announcements, one after the other after the other. Yeah, it, it it's unrelentless. And that's why I mean, it took me <laughs> a few days to be able to write about all of the Epcot changes which I did. Um, yeah, you should check out that post. Yeah, it's the magic of possibility on Santa Land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you just have to like, even if you read them happening, you're like, okay, this is happening. It, you really have to absorb it and be like, wait, what does this mean? Really? What's yeah, going to happen? they're not revealing everything. Yeah, so and you, you just kind of, you, have to you make assumptions and they could be wrong mm-hmm. and things could change. I mean, Hyperion right. Wharf, is a perfect example of that. There's many others that many, have many been others. announced <laughs> and never, uh, you know, come to fruition. But that's why we keep being Disney fans for all of that's the right. ever-changing, ever-updating news and announcements and changes and fun uh, stuff. That's right. So, 
I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts or recommendations for people wanting to visit the next expo? Basically, plan. That's probably the best thing that you can do is just plan. When they, they do release a lot of the, the schedule, they kind of, over time, they release all of the uh, presentations. But going into it, you should have uh, all of that. And so basically you need to pick your one, two, or three things that you absolutely must see and get those. Yeah. They did have a system this year that they tried out for the first time ever where like online you could register your oh, right. your credential and essentially pick uh I guess it was for each day you could pick two presentations as long as they were in a different uh, venue and essentially get a a fast pass but several days before um and they did that they were not that I know there was a lot of frustration with that because uh, the way that they did it you kind of had to to go through a bunch of different menus and things mm -hmm. to to find the the ones that you were looking for and then you could do all of that and find out oh nope that one's already filled up so a typical disney registration process yes. so it was <laughs> it was but I mean, it's a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Doing it all at the same time, so it was mm -hmm. tough. But it was just a way to maybe pick one or two or three of your absolutely must dos and essentially guarantee a seat for those. Yeah, that was which, a good which thing. helped. Um, but basically, just try to plan and go into it knowing that you will not see everything that you want to see. Right. And but there's so m much amazing content. There's so many of the great smaller presentations. Those are great backups. Mm -hmm. um, you will not be disappointed with any of those. Yeah. And uh, but and then if you can't get into any of those, there's always the show floor, which is so amazingly gigantic. <laughs> there's so much mm -hmm. that you can wander around and see. Plus, I mean, in addition to all of that, they have the uh, where the fans are able to display their own wares. Um, I can't remember the name of that area. Do you remember the name of that section? The Emporium. The Emporium where people you know you've usually seen these at varying disney and conventions where it's usually the the same set of characters that have their uh, booths yeah. but that's a there's a lot of great content there major you know disney blog slash media people uh travel agencies pin sellers pin sellers book artists. sellers uh, yeah posters um and a lot of and sometimes there's actually uh, old Imagineers there yeah. that are selling like their book. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great place to meet them. So that that's a, a fun place to go. And so there's really just um, so many different places to go along the show floor. So there's three full days of unending content for you. So yeah. just know that. And my tip would be, of course, to get the expo app oh yes i don't know if anyone can see this i can here. um <laughs> which they really updated this year yeah, and it's, it's very really sleek and yeah. nice and i mean i kept checking it even though i wasn't there but if you're there you can select your favorites and mm -hmm. then set up notifications and That's it can right. tell you like hey this is happening in 15 that minutes came in very handy um and things you, like that you do and lose time while you're yeah. there and it's easy to lose track of time and me personally, I don't even eat during the, the <laughs> conventions because that just takes time away from well, all the Well, let's not recommend that. People are well, going to be I'm fainting. Well, I bring <laughs> snacks. So bring snacks. Yeah, that's true. And you will do a lot of waiting 
Um, and it will be mostly worth it, I think. Yes. <laughs> it's the, Ultimately, the bottom yes, line. It is worth it. It's just a lot of fun, very unique things. But really, I mean, if you are going there for the major announcements, I would check the schedule before you go in and see if some of those smaller presentations appeal to you because you're going to find out the news online yeah. eventually anyway or almost immediately at this point. Um, yes. But what you're going to want to do is see these things that you can't see everywhere else and there's not going to be you That's know, a great point everywhere. because let me, let me give you an example. On Saturday is, yes, that, that's when they had the giant studios presentation where they basically showcased every movie, every animated film, every Pixar, every Lucasfilm, every Marvel film that was going to be coming out in the next few years. And yes, they trotted out tons of stars, celebrities from those projects, which is tons of fun to see. But it's also, a, it, it's scheduled as a two-hour block, but I, it usually runs two and a half. They always start late. It always ends late. It's just a huge amount of time, plus the time that you have to wait just to even get in the queue for that. But at the, at the same time, they actually had, for example, in one of those smaller venues, Mark Davis, in his own words, Imagineering the Disney theme parks, where Pete Docter uh, and the other... The other author were presenting their book that they had just or had just come out mm-hmm. on Mark Davis, which was no kidding, probably <laughs> the greatest Disney book I have ever seen, and it comes it weighs in at eleven pounds. It's two volumes. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a Disney books guy. As we'll definitely we'll be discussing uh, later, future but, um, books. And so they were basically t- introducing this book and Mark Davis and all that. And so if you had just skipped the studio's presentation, all of the news that you would have received later and gone to something like that, no doubt you would have been completely entertained and mm. blown away by just something as simple as that. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what, as Uber Disney fans or his- Disney history fans, I think that's what Expo brings and that's what you are able to focus on if you want mm-hmm. and that's why we keep going back or at least you do well, you <laughs> i'll be to. there next time maybe <laughs> we'll see get your dates into yeah, my calendar correctly what, who knows when it'll be announced. <laughs> i know all right well that about wraps it yeah. up guys this was probably a long one i don't know if we'll uh you know keep them this long in the future Whoops. i didn't intend to we just kind of <laughs> rambled on as you know, this is what happens when you get talking about Disney. And about things you love. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you're watching us. And uh, we'll see you next time. That's right. As we go up the waterfall. Up the waterfall. <laughs>